Good morning, everyone. My friends, as I give my homily, um, we're going to light the candles that we forgot to light. And this just tells Father, you know what? Only heaven is perfect. Only heaven, uh, my friends. Our first reading, the prophet suffers in carrying out his mission. Uh, but it goes on to tell us he is confident that God will vindicate him ultimately. Our second reading um, from Philippians, because Jesus took on himself our very human nature. Remember, Jesus is fully human and fully divine. He accepted death on the cross, and the Father made him Lord of heaven and earth, Savior, King of all, not just a group, not just one nation, but of all people, of the whole world. My friends, um, the red book that you see me use at Mass gives instructions to the bishop, priest, or deacon who's celebrating. And on Palm Sunday, uh, the book, uh, if I were to open it to you, it has red writing and black, uh, black writing. We say what's in black and we do what's in red. So the red tells me what to do. One of the notations for today is, if you give a homily, be brief. <laughs> so one, <laughs> it's the one time, yeah, I know. I was like, <sighs> it's the one time uh, that the book tells us this, and it actually tells us, shh. And my friends, so this is my best attempt at it. Um, last night they got one homily, 8.30, got a really long homily. I didn't tell them about what was in the book because I knew what I was going to do. Uh, so I will go to confession during the week. I'll find a priest and confess. So my friends, you notice today we had a reading at the doors and a reading of the gospel, and then we had technically another reading of the gospel uh, known as the Passion. Um, and um, I wanted to take a look at uh, both of them, but to, um, so I'm trying to shrink the homily, so if I, you have to bear with me. In the scriptures, it said, if anyone should ask of you, what are you doing, meaning untying the colt, the baby, the baby donkey, tell them the master needs it. And my friends, when I think about this, that Jesus, who is Son of God, King, that he would need anything, should strike us and make us think. But, my friends, in this statement, uh, Jesus uh, affirms the truth that he needs us. And it's hard for us to get wrap around that, that the Master needs you. God did not need to create us for his own happiness. But God chose to create you. He chose to make the fulfillment of his plans that were put forth long ago upon, or contingent, if you will, contingent upon you and I choosing to respond to the Lord. In addition, there is an overlooked little detail about this cult and um, it is one that has never been ridden on. And if you will, it means, in another way of saying, it's inexperienced, uh, it's immature. It has nothing to prove for itself. And yet, the scriptures are very clear. Jesus deliberately said, this is the one that I want, and bring him to me. I have need 
for this inexperienced cult. The seemingly unprepared and ill-equipped donkey carried the one who the scriptures tell us said, my burden is light. And my friends, typically uh, leaders in Jesus' time associated themselves with their own strength. Uh, well, now I think about it, so the leaders today. Um, but Jesus chose this inexperienced, even weak animal, meaning because of his inexperience, perhaps to shame all those who were in power. And my friends, the other piece that you probably should know, there, um, there's a, a Old Testament scripture that refers to um, a donkey. Uh, and uh, I believe Jesus is also keeping that in mind. But also in Jesus' time, when a king who wanted war entered a new city, he came with chariots and stallions, and he made his presence known. But when a king was coming in who wanted peace, he rode on a donkey instead. So here's a couple things that the Lord is doing. And my friends, so I look to ourselves, and um, you and I are not donkeys, but some people are stubborn as mules. But we are not donkeys. But yet Jesus chooses, as he chose his original apostles and disciples, he chooses, he chooses us, perhaps in our inexperience and in our immaturity. He doesn't choose us necessarily for our gifts and talents, uh, but he's aware of our incapacities, and he desires us to come before him and to surrender to him in humility, humbleness, and to trust him. Because our Lord shows forth his glory in what seems unlikely to the world. My power is made perfect in weakness. St. Paul would talk to us about that. So the Master has need of you. You are the baptized. You are his disciples today. You carry Jesus then in this present-day Jerusalem, in this city of Gig Harbor, in this state of Washington, in this country of the United States of America. And as you travel daily through the praise and the struggles and the challenges and the oppositions that you will come across as being his disciples, know that he is with you and it is here, then, that Christ is crucified, suffered, dies, and rises again to establish his kingdom in the hearts of human beings. St. Paul allowed Jesus to ride on his weakness when he said, I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults and hardships and persecutions that come my way. My friends, here is the truth for you. Jesus loves you. Here is the other truth. Jesus has chosen you. 
to be his ambassador, to be his disciples in this time. And when you surrender to him, you can be strong in strength and witness. My friends, in the gospel we hear the centurion who doesn't, at that time, didn't believe in Jesus, but yet he testifies to everyone who's listening. Truly, this man is the son, was the son of God. In this particular one said, he was truly innocent. So my friends, in this world, in this time, Christians and all people of goodwill, they will have to endure sufferings. They will have to endure insults that come with living in holiness and walking in right morals and virtues. You will receive insults for standing up to the sanctity of all life, all of it, the unborn, babies, our elderly, our elderly who are told they have no worth anymore and thrown and discarded. And in the middle are our youth, our teens, and our young adults who witness this disrespect of the unborn and of the elderly. Is it any wonder why the rate of suicide is so high amongst them? Because they are told there is no respect and dignity of life. That must change. You must testify to this teaching of Christ that all life is sacred. You must also testify to the world what God has said in the beginning. In the beginning, I created them, male and female, and told them, go and create. So you must testify to the sanctity of the church's sacraments, the sacrament of matrimony, the sacrament of the Eucharist, the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. You must stand up for all who do not have a voice in this world. For every life is created in the image and likeness of the Father. You will be able to withstand the persecutions that come from holding these truths. My friends, then when we step into Christ and allow him, we will begin to see the weaknesses and needs of others, not as hardships to be avoided or overcome, but as invitations and opportunities to love and to serve those who are in need. At this time, in our world and in our church, we need a multitude of saintly people and the Master has chosen you to do this. And if you're sitting in these pews, it is a reality and a verbal, a physical sign that you have agreed to do this. The Master has chosen you. And you are necessary for this time. So we are to turn to his mercy which never fails us, and his strength that never fails us, and his grace which fortifies us. And to walk as the disciples you were made to be, you are to stand up and not be afraid. Jesus said, 
everyone will pick up their cross. And in this world, the cross that hangs is a sign of failure. It is an instrument of torture. But for us Christians, the cross is an instrument of Christ's victory and of our salvation, our resurrection, and our life. And Jesus said, here is the other truth, each disciple, each one of us, will have to accept a cross. If any of you wishes to come after me, he said, they must deny themselves, take up their cross, and begin to follow in my footsteps. To be like him, to show mercy and compassion and love, to help, to stand for the truth, and to do so with charity of heart, not in a violent way. Ambassadors, as St. Paul would call you, your attitude must be that of Christ. Philippians 2, 5. In this way, we will testify and represent Christ to this world, this world that needs and desires love, this world that needs and desires truth, this world that needs to know it belongs, humans who know that they are valued and loved. We have a master who has said all these things, Our King brings us the security of His promises, the richness of His grace. The Scripture says, Blessed then is He who comes in the name of the Lord. My friends, if we could just get our hearts and minds around the idea that we are created in His image and that all life is sacred, we would not have the atrocities happening in Central and Eastern Europe. But that is just the one that is so evident in our face today. But on the continent of Africa, they have been suffering for a long time. Not only at the hands of other humans, but from disease. We have the ability to show compassion and love and to end this type of violence. So yes, you must do this. We must do this. Amen? My brothers and sisters, uh, as we come into Holy Week, prayer is good no matter where it is offered to God. So I ask that wherever you may find yourselves in this Holy Week, to offer prayer uh, to the Father in Jesus' name. But to come into your parishes and to your churches and to offer prayer there. My friends, uh, we will enter into the Sacred Triduum, which is one liturgy over three days. Holy Thursday... The liturgical color is white, so I suggest all of you come wearing white. On Good Friday, the color is back to red, so I encourage you to wear red if you can. On uh, the Easter Vigil, uh, the liturgical color is white, as is in Easter Sunday, is white. But all colors um, will be wonderful, right, for Easter, especially gold and silver. If you have gold and silver, wear gold and silver with you when you come in on on Easter Sunday. Remember, you are his disciples, his ambassadors. Go and testify of the Father's love for this world.